All right, babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey, sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth, please, so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy free. I'm Talene, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak, husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're going to make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. Hello, hello, sisters. It's me, Talin. Sirak right now is in the other room getting a pen. I just want you to know that we have been having technical difficulties once again. <laughs> Sirak has tried to connect our mics oh, to the computer for the past 20 minutes, only to realize that the cord wasn't plugged into the mic. Wait, the mic or your mic? My <laughs> mic. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't your fault. It was just like we were moving the mics and somehow your mic... Only your mic got disconnected. We need to start recording the podcast while we're setting up, while we're preparing. Because so they can see the madness. Something like has to always happen before we hit the record button. And it's just outrageous. I know. Like the ring light uh, wasn't working the, yesterday. So like that was one thing we had to go through. But it's okay. We don't need a bright light behind the camera. It's, we'll just do it with we'll that one. We'll do. And are, you, are you not going to mention the water spilling on your computer oh yesterday? God. Yesterday, a full... <laughs> 10 ounce, not forget 8 ounce, 10 ounce glass of water spilled directly onto my computer. <laughs> Almost like the go- the water god was like, a computer shall be destroyed today. <laughs> and it was dumped directly, perpendicularly. Onto the keyboard. Like, like onto the touchpad, into the keys. And then I walked in the room, I heard all this yelling. I walk into the room and you're like, Holding the computer upside down, trying to get the water out. Shaking it out. And it's making this sound like it's drowning. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's it literally did. That sound. was the fan, like getting all the water, like the computer fan. Wow. It, was like, it sounded like it was underwater actually drowning. Literally like trying it to shake so the, the crap out of the computer. like. But honestly... It's your livelihood. It's everything we do. Like, how would you record the podcast? What if you lost, you know, podcasts that we've pre-recorded? I mean, how are you going to work every single day? What's going to happen to the sisterhood? So many thoughts ran through my mind. Well, luckily, I have every single thing backed up, so don't worry. Everything's okay, sisters. <laughs> As you can tell, we, we make it look very smooth and calm when we do this stuff, but <laughs> behind the scenes... The Red Cross is here handing out blankets as this the tornado goes through our living room. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Maisel if you guys know that reference. Best show ever. All right. Uh, so today's episode is a very uh, common uh, question that we get and we want to cover because there's a lot of you know pros and cons about magnesium. So magnesium and PCOS, how can it help? And you know we have the perfect episode today yeah. for you to learn from. Lots of pros about magnesium. Yeah. Let me tell you. And uh, weren't you going to do some, read yeah. some sisterhood? 
sisterhood uh, news that we could share? We did. Yeah, I thought I wanted to share some positive light. We did a sticker on Instagram story and we asked everyone, what is one win for the month that they have? Like, what did they do to help with PCOS management this month? Mm -hmm. And we got some great responses. Um, So let me read some of them. Carla GLVN says, taking CBD, yoga, workouts, drinking tea, and of course, going gluten and dairy free. Nice. Oh, that's a lot in a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, taking daily walks to keep stress hormones down, says Ali Rabia. I'm with you with that. Yeah, that's like we, so important for us too. Yeah, we've been cooped up at home for a while. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened and we just stopped leaving the house <laughs> i mean when you work from home that's the thing like you you get to like stay home all day and then yeah. you're like oh it's nighttime let me relax and but then it's the same environment as the the place you worked all day and it's yeah. like it's a little weird getting used to yeah you can't relax like that yeah. so especially for scissors if you're like working from home right now due to covid and stuff like make sure you're going outside or at least changing your work environment some like once or twice a week maybe like going to like a park and working there if mm-hmm. possible you know mm-hmm. just leaving that doing an outdoor workout at the park or just like going on a walk like yeah. today i went on a walk that stimulation of something different than the house is Absolutely. so important for mm-hmm. my morale um and then you know let me just read a couple more researched about pcos and went gluten and dairy free for three weeks so far Heck yeah says nalza love research that's great one step at a time mm-hmm um and another one walking all my clothes are loose and i feel great being in nature nice i'm with you girl <laughs> i feel so much better in nature today's walk really refreshed me got me prepared for this podcast let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yesterday we worked by like this nice area by a pier and like it just changed up our day we needed it and it was really good so definitely recommend changing up your day absolutely okay so that was the month of october Mm-hmm. Now let's get into the episode, episode A, about magnesium and PCOS. Right. To start off, the one like quick fact, very interesting is that magnesium is actually one of the most common nutritional defici- deficiencies in the United States. 50% of the U.S. population is actually deficient in magnesium. Wow, that's a lot. That's half a, the people. Half the people. That means when you're at a party with like 10 people... Five people are deficient in magnesium. Isn't Ugh. that crazy when you think about it like that? That's crazy. We're about to have 10 guests. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Still, I think half so, of yeah. them. Yeah. Well, okay. So why is that the case? Let's launch into it. Why does this happen? And also, why is it so critical for women with PCOS? Mm-hmm. Magnesium is a natural anti-inflammatory. And as you know, when you have PCOS, lots of inflammation in your body, you Mm want to do and make sure that you're really optimizing all of your vitamins and minerals so that you have anti... There is a fly. There's a fly interrupting this episode. (laughs) You do your thing. I'm going to get the zapper. So just continue. Go for it. So magnesium, it's a natural anti-inflammatory. It's very important. Um, Oftentimes... It's depleted by birth control. So when your body is finished using the estrogen from the pill, your body has to process it through the liver. And this requires magnesium. And in order to make safe metabolites that you can eliminate, you depend on the magnesium. So you can detox that synthetic estrogen from birth control. But it's one of the many nutrients depleted by birth control. 
And I remember when I was at the gynecologist and taking birth control a long time ago, I asked, you know, should I be taking vitamins? Should I be taking anything? Am I being depleted of nutrients because of this? And I wasn't told to, and it's often overlooked and it's a great disservice because so many of us who have taken birth control, gotten off it or are Mm -hmm. still on it and choose to be on it, we need magnesium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is very important, something that we really need to think about. Um, And we're going to read some of the symptoms of magnesium deficiency. So you might be able to understand maybe if if you have magnesium deficiency or if you need to supplement with it. Yeah, especially like if you're coming off of birth control, right? Like, or like if you're on birth control, you want to make sure yeah. that your magnesium levels are okay. And we've seen so many people like after hearing the recommendation about magnesium, after they, t- after they finally take it, they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. My periods are better, less PMS. And it's just right. like a, a lot better experience for me when I go through, you know, that week of my period. And yeah, we're going to read yeah. all of those testimonials in a second because we yeah. asked in an Instagram sticker. Yeah. So basically, a lot of women with PCOS also have sugar cravings, mm-hmm. and that is linked to magnesium deficiency. How? Because in order to process sugar, we require a lot of magnesium to burn it for energy. And insulin resistance is often associated with low levels of magnesium. So we have to add it back in with magnesium-rich foods or taking supplements so that it can improve our insulin resistance. Okay, guys, the fly is on my coffee cup. I have the zapper in my hand. Let's do this one, two. Ah, I went away. (laughs) Hold on. It's within a reach. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's getting so. It's like within there's a gigantic fly in her. Oh, oh god. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, this is all on camera. You guys so probably funny. saw the fly flying whizzing by our face. Oh my god, now I see it across the room on a plant taunting us. <laughs> I, okay, I apologize. I have distracted the podcast. No, it's great. Please continue. Many women with PCOS. <laughs> have insulin resistance and so supplementing with magnesium might be very pertinent to the whole process of reversing insulin resistance because we require that magnesium to burn that sugar for energy so how do you know if you're deficient it's stored in your bones so a blood test isn't a great indicator of deficiency Mm -hmm. and it's often referred to as a relaxation mineral so if you're deficient deficient you might see signs and symptoms like feeling tight and irritable and crampy yeah fatigue yeah because you're not getting that like proper recovery Uh uh-huh stiff migraines pms constipation so if you really struggle with pms try taking a magnesium supplement before your period starts like daily Mm -hmm. and see if that helps do you know by any chance what foods are rich in magnesium yeah oh my gosh i even calculated the foods like the measurements that you need of each food to get the proper amount i know right okay you read it no no you read it you you wrote that i want you to read it i think you know how to say it perfectly thanks We should be eating more leafy greens and nuts and beans because that's what has magnesium. So we want to reach around 320 milligrams of magnesium a day for women. Just repeat. She said leafy greens, nuts, beans, and grains. You Mm -hmm. you kind of said it too fast. Sorry. Just want to be clear. And so to get 320 milligrams of magnesium, Mm -hmm. you'd need... So imagine this. Is this something that you're eating every day and if not maybe you're not getting enough magnesium so a cup of kale 
an ounce of pumpkin seeds has 170 milligrams of magnesium. So that's a lot in the pumpkin seeds. An ounce of almonds and half a cup of black beans. Do you think that we eat that? I, I mean, don't think so. I mean, we definitely eat the kale, 100%. Yeah, we eat kale all the, the time. The pumpkin seeds, we've been eating it lately because it's October, mm-hmm. or it was October. And then almonds, 100%. And I think I eat more than that. <laughs> I eat like four ounces of almonds a day for sure. Yeah. And then the black beans. beans I mean, we, I eat black, we eat beans like a couple times a week. And Not enough, that fly honestly. Is flying around the living room again? Okay. Honestly, not enough with the beans. I'm not going to be... Really? Yeah. We don't eat that enough. We eat kale, sure. We barely eat pumpkin seeds, only recently. And that has like the most. It has 170 milligrams, whereas kale has 30. And almonds, yeah, of course. Yeah, but almonds has like 80 milligrams per one ounce. So mm-hmm. if you eat like uh, four ounces of almonds, you get to 323 milligrams, actually, of magnesium. Kumbaya, wow. math, right in your face. <laughs> So, I mean, I think I'm deficient. I'm going to come clean on this podcast. Okay. So, how <laughs> about we add some kale, more kale into your diet? Maybe you have almonds, two ounces maybe. of almonds a day. And pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Because it has so many. Yeah, that's right. One ounce of... This is the pumpkin seeds are so small to eat. Like, one ounce is I not just, that small. It's like a lot. Is it's it? shelled, actually. It's just shelled here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So do you, so eat, do you like eat it with the shell? I don't know. We need to measure what an ounce of pumpkin seeds looks like. I think a yeah. serving size is an ounce. So it shouldn't be like a crazy amount. No, an ounce is not that much. Yeah. So I'm going to... 10 gonna ounces of water spilled on my computer. So <laughs> one ounce is not that much. All right. I need to think about And the good this. thing is when you eat these foods like kale and almonds and pumpkin sp- seeds, they have a lot of other great health benefits as well, like healthy fats, yeah, fiber, protein with the beans and almonds, mm-hmm. um, a lot of great, you know, um, nutrients. Yeah, nutrients. And it's good to bring this to your awareness too, because, you know, now like realizing maybe you're not having enough magnesium, maybe you can be more mindful, buy pumpkin seeds next time you go to the store, think about getting a supplement if you're not going to be able to have enough in your diet. You know, this is really helpful for me. (laughs) So if you feel you're not receiving enough of magnesium through your diet, then you can supplement. And Mm -hmm. I did a bit of research and found that magnesium bisglycinate is a chelated form of magnesium that tends to provide the highest levels of absorption. So I'm going to link it too. Nice. That's cool. And mm-hmm. then also there's Epsom salt, which is magnesium sulfate. I'm sure many of you heard, have heard about Epsom salt, but you basically like, let's say you, if you want to take a bath, you just put a bunch of Epsom salt in there. I mean, yeah. dosages on the bag or whatever. And it's very mm-hmm. cheap too, Epsom salt. Like you can buy like a couple pounds for like five, ten dollars yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. And then you just like put that into the bath. And then when you chill, it's like your body absorbs it through the skin. And it's really good for muscle recovery mm-hmm. for like a uh, contract. Like, it helps like muscles Relaxing. are contracted. It helps them relax. Exactly. Yeah. So really good stuff, especially like, if you're feeling cramps and stuff, you know, like, yeah, it will, it will help with that. Cause that's cramps are like your tight muscles mm-hmm. and stuff. So you want to ha- take that bath. Loosen it might up. really help you, you know, loosen up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Being mindful of, of magnesium sisters. Now that we know, how important it is. Let's launch into some of the benefits yes. of magnesium for women with PCOS and why we should pay such special attention to getting enough of it. Number one, you say it first, babe. All right. It helps decrease inflammation. Like chronic, uh, chronic low-grade inflammation and magnesium deficiencies are commonly seen together. 
In fact, studies show we may need more magnesium to counteract low-grade inflammation, which makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. it helps the, with the muscles. It helps um, rec- like the recovery process. Yeah. Like, like we were talking about earlier. So like if you're having like even low-grade inflammation every day, it's going to add up. Magnesium is going to help you like. You know? Yeah. And women with PCOS have low-grade chronic inflammation. So this is super important for us. Yes. It also helps decrease insulin resistance, as mm-hmm. we mentioned before. Um, it's involved in helping the cells open up so the sugar can come in and be burned for energy. And without magnesium, glucose isn't able to get into the cell. Hmm. So it's really important if you're insulin resistance, resistant to make sure that you have enough magnesium. Very interesting. All right. Uh, next one is improves heart health. Women with PCOS have a higher risk of developing heart disease because of associated PCOS risk factors like being overweight, insulin resistance, high blood pressure. And research shows that higher magnesium intake is associated with lower cardiovascular risks. It helps your heart relax and improve blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Sounds good to me. Yes. We should be taking this every night. <laughs> I know. Or at least like make sure that we're getting it through our diet. Like, Yeah. Exactly. I feel like I am. I don't know about you. I, I, mean, eat, I eat a lot of almonds. That's tr- You eat... So many until I feel sick. <laughs> so also it helps with migraines. So mm-hmm. with PCOS and hormonal imbalance, you might feel like you might have migraines. You might really suffer from them because estrogen has a lot to do with it. And, you know, we talked about how uh, we need magnesium to detox that extra estrogen in our body. And so migraines are the result of a lot of hormonal imbalances. So many women with PCOS, um, it'll help to take an, uh, a magnesium supplement mm-hmm. because it prevents the waves of your brain from signaling in a way that causes like visually and sensory yeah. problems. So it's, it has shown to be effective in migraine prevention. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then also stress, very important here, sisters. Uh, women with PCOS are more likely to have mood disorders and stress. Stress increases magnesium loss, and magnesium plays a role in the reactions of mood regulation. Consider making this supplement part of your self-care routine to reduce stress like that, like through every through day-to-day things that might like you know build up over time. Mm-hmm. You don't want that to like um, get worse, right? So yeah. if you just let it continue without like getting down to the root cause, perhaps like taking a magnesium supplement, mm-hmm. it's just gonna keep on getting worse. So it makes so much sense. It's a it's a relaxation type of supplement. It's relaxing your muscles in yeah. general. So obviously, it's gonna help with stress or play a role in stress management. So mm-hmm. that's a great point right there yes. i mean so far we've really hit a lot of the problems that women with pcos Seriously. are struggling with sounds like magnesium is very important <laughs> sleep uh-huh so, oh do you want me to say okay i was just sleep. i was presenting the runway for <laughs> thank you, you. i am like the guy on the airplane runways with the headphones <laughs> and the thing go, yes go, sleep go. is super important so adequate magnesium can help you sleep better mm-hmm. and studies show that it plays a role in maintaining healthy GABA levels, the neurotransmitter that promotes sleep and encourages relaxation. I'm here for it. Seriously. It's like if I, okay, CBD and a nice Epsom salt bath. Oh my God. I would feel so good. Yeah. We needed that last night, didn't we? We kind of couldn't yeah. fall asleep yesterday for some reason. Yeah, that's true. What's going Maybe on? Maybe we were, <laughs> you know what I said this morning? 
I was like, maybe we couldn't fall asleep last night because we were so stimulated by the water spilling on the laptop. Oh my god! And freaking out about it, like maybe that brought our cortisol like all the way up, and we just couldn't calm down. It's true. It was like that thirty minutes of like, is this laptop going to turn back on? Because <laughs> if the laptop turned off, it was like, I'm out, peace. <laughs> and then for thirty minutes, I'm shaking it. Yeah. And then. <laughs> You know, you guys know that 1950s commercial where they would be like, shake the baby. What? No. There was like some crazy commercials back in the 50s. Like they didn't really know how to like take care of kids. So they would do these crazy like infomercials about like shaking your baby or like. To put the baby to sleep. Or like to make it stop crying. I don't understand. Oh my God. Obviously like horrible advice. Don't ever do that. <laughs> it's very bad for the baby, you know. But so you were doing to the computer. Yeah, I was like shaking the laptop. <laughs> All right. And lastly, uh, as, I, as we mentioned earlier, cra- uh, cramps. It shows that a study showed that it can significantly reduce cramps. That's a big deal, you guys. Yeah. If you're really struggling with cramps, especially after getting off of birth control, you might have magnesium deficiency. So consider supplementing to make sure that you get your 320 milligrams of magnesium. That's recommended for us. Yes. I love it. So I hope you enjoyed our explanation of magnesium yeah and we tried to make it as interesting as possible because this is very important for pcos Mm -hmm. yeah and also so many benefits we hope like um sisters if you're listening that you look into if you're low on magnesium and then find ways like the way we mentioned all these are natural ways to get back magnesium into your body that's right we're not done there just yet uh we asked in the dms have you taken magnesium and how has it helped if you don't know, we ask these questions on the Instagram page, PCOS.WeightLoss. So if you're not following, make sure you follow us because we do daily informational tips and posts. Mm-hmm. So you want to read the responses, babe? Sure. Sona Lika says, yes, I got my period after three months. It was recommended by Period Repair Manual. Oh, that book, right? We're mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. We're actually trying to get in contact with the author to have her on the podcast. Yes. So awesome. Uh, next one is Envy Riv. She says, yes, help me regulate my sleep. Awesome. Awesome. Just like we were talking about earlier. Really good. Mandy Mullany says it helped her sleep. She loves magnesium. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Manager of Meltdowns. <laughs> good name. <laughs> says, I love a hot cup of natural calm to help with cramps. That's a magnesium supplement. That's great. Perfect. Really good. And then last one, but not least, is Sonia. She says, yes, got my periods back. Awesome. I mean, there you go. That's great. All these are the benefits we were talking about. And it sounds it's- like it's working for some of our sisters out there. Yes, totally. All right. Uh, that covers the magnesium portion of the podcast, but we are not going to be uh, done just yet. We have the last portion, which is the PCOS hotline. So if you sisters, if you don't know, maybe you're new. We have the PCOS hotline, which is a phone number you can call. It's toll-free. So the number is one eight three three ask pcos ask pcos And you can leave a voicemail. And then we like to play it on the podcast, uh, your question, and we'll answer right now. And you can even leave a text message. So today we're going to play a voicemail. And here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Aliza. And I had a question about the popularity of keto products on the market. So, for example, um, I went to Whole Foods and I saw, like, peanut butter. There's, like, keto-friendly um, peanut butter and um, so many other products out there. And I'm wondering, because they're full of healthy fats, 
for example, I think with uh, the keto peanut butters, they put in like extra uh, coconut butter um, and like MCT oil and stuff in it to make it like fattier. Now, since we as women with PCOS should have healthy fats, should we gravitate towards buying those products? And if so, which ones and which ones should we avoid? Thank you. Great question. Yeah. We should first start off by saying we hope uh, like it doesn't confuse people that we aren't, we're not like keto advocates or anything like that. Mm-hmm. In fact, like we, we did an episode on keto uh, a few weeks ago or maybe like a month ago, just covering the pros and cons of keto as an informational you know episode so you can learn to see if it's right for you or not. But as the diet of keto goes, like we're like 50-50 on it because one, sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, it can work for some for insulin resistance. However, it's like we don't find it as a sustainable diet for a long term and also there's not a lot of long-term research on it but for many it can it can help with insulin resistance mm-hmm. with that being said honestly w- when it comes to keto labeled products we just uh, we, we should let all the sisters know like be aware that that is more of a marketing tactic like to put keto friendly peanut butter because they know that there's a certain amount of people out there that are trying to be keto so they they will be more likely to buy that specific peanut butter because it has the words keto on it but then when you look at it, um, it's the same thing as a regular peanut butter. In fact, they'll even increase the price by a dollar because it makes you think that it's specially That's keto. That's interesting. You know, it's all like a tactic. So when it comes to these kinds of products, really look at it. Like, is this something I really need? Because peanut butter in itself already has lots of great healthy fats. Like, well, you don't really need much more than peanut butter. And like for also like MCT oil, like MCT oil is all healthy fats. Like, you don't need to find one that says keto friendly MCT oil. It's like a double conundrum is that the word i don't know i think so anyway so like that's my thought on it is like don't if you're trying to be keto um if you are trying like don't go for something just because it says keto like look at the label like does it really have anything extra special than something else if not just go for the regular thing like peanut butter you know yeah and if you're not trying to be keto but you're looking for like the healthiest peanut butter just because it says that it's you know keto friendly doesn't mean it's healthier than regular peanut butter yeah. you know for you you could just be taking having normal peanut butter and it's fine you don't need to pay that extra dollar to have the keto exactly friendly one. it's like gluten-free they label the most random things as gluten-free the other day i was buying turkey breast and it said it was gluten-free and i was mm-hmm. like obviously i'm buying a turkey like why would there be yeah. gluten in this it's just they know like a certain what? person yeah. is trying to be gluten-free so they might put the gluten-free on there right maybe yeah it's the same thing with the keto products they put keto because they know some people like to be keto so they put it and they know that they that person will be willing to maybe pay an extra dollar to get the keto version when it's the same thing right? yeah exactly so yeah um something to think about yeah that's a great question and mm-hmm. we hope that helped all right and then lastly we have the win of the week yes. which is a sister who is managing her pcos you know um reducing her symptoms maybe losing weight uh whatever her goals may be we like to announce the winner on the podcast each week so today's winner is Holly, go ahead. Da, 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 da. so we have two winners nice one of them is on Instagram and the other is in the sisterhood. So our first one, 
She goes, hey, I wanted to message because I absolutely love your page. I stumbled across it on the same day I was wallowing in bed after being diagnosed with PCOS and immediately I had a more positive outlook. I've since read a few books and listened to your podcast and decided to go gluten and dairy free. I've lost seven pounds in three weeks without exercising. And actually, to be honest, I've probably been consuming too many calories. So I'm just so excited that I have finally lost weight after about uh, after about one to two years of being stuck at the same or feeling like I'm starving myself just to lose half a pound a week. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Amazing. That's amazing. Sounds like it's really working for you. You really have your inflammation, insulin resistance under control, Mm -hmm. you know, by going gluten and dairy free for this particular sister. Her name is Chelsea. Shout out to Chelsea. You go, girl. Is that too much? No. (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, Next winner is Jennifer. Uh, She says, I have been dairy free for years now and started gluten free two weeks ago, along with taking inositol. I weighed myself this morning and since joining the sisterhood, Three, three weeks ago, I have lost four pounds. Amazing. I have been feeling less irritable and bloated, and I haven't been suffering with constant tension headaches anymore. Even better. I love that. Love job, that. job, Jennifer. I mean, in three weeks to lose uh, like this amount of weight, like four pounds, is a great success because we talk about you should like the great sustainable range is one to two pounds a week. Mm-hmm. So in three weeks, four pounds is within that Excellent. perfect range. It's very sustainable. We hope you, uh, the symptoms in my opinion are even more important. Like right. the b- bloatingness, irritable, you know, constant headaches. Headache. Like if that's going away, amazing. then you're on the right track. Even if you didn't lose a single pound, if your yeah. symptoms are getting better, then keep it up sisters. Same, same thing goes for Chelsea. You know, she said she was stuck at a certain weight for a while and she was mm-hmm. able to finally get off that plateau you know, it takes a lot of effort and like mental like discipline to like find a way to like get off that plateau. So it's really good to Absolutely. hear that sisters are doing that. Yeah. And not giving up. Yeah. You go, girls. Yes. Alrighty. That's the episode. I mean, yeah, went through pretty smoothly. This, the beginning prior to this was a little bit hectic, hectic. one might say, <laughs> but we did it. We did it. All right, sisters. Talk to you soon, sisters. Yes. Thanks for joining us. And consider taking magnesium. Hold on, you made, you made me sound like Sorry. a snake. I didn't know when you were gonna stop, so <laughs> I, I kept on going to, to start, and magnesium. I had to stop. And I kept on Think going. Think about it. Maybe we need magnesium. Yeah, let us know if you take magnesium after this episode. Let us know how it helped you, and you know, we'll like, we'll love to share it. Toodaloo. Bye bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sisterhood.